This is the second of a two-part episode featuring Scranton Mayor Paige Cognetti. You were elected with about 70% of the votes, and that is quite a mandate. So talk a little bit about your vision for the city and what you think you can do with that mandate, because it's quite a mandate. You know, 70% of the votes. (laughs) We are so, so excited at the city. We have built such an incredible team, and we are doing the work in front of us. We, every single day, are there to serve the city, serve the residents, do the things that we are supposed to do well. And that, you have to start there. Um, I could talk all day about we're going to, you know, this economic development here and this and that and all these things and the train to New York, and we're doing all those things too. But I never want to not mention the the core of what a city is. It is our police out there right now and all night long after you and I have gone to bed. It's our firefighters doing the same thing. You know, you'll see them outside and you'll wave out the fire station, but what you don't see is that two hours later they're, like last week, in the middle of rushing water, risking their lives to get people out of cars who found themselves stuck. There's those things that we have to do well. Um, We have so many things, the basics, like I said, the technology. There's been a lot of building, 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 building to make sure that we're doing the services that we are, are meant to do. And then on top of that, those economic development pieces are so exciting, right? Like, I mean, I'm a nerd, so I get excited about the basics too. Um, but today I got to stand at a new bakery. We gave them a $5,000 micro grant for their startup. And there was a barbershop down the street that also got a micro grant. So I got to stop in. We are have been able with our great economic development team to give a lot of grant funding to businesses that are existing and and startups and we'll be able to ramp up more of the startup funding here over the summer to really get get the the small businesses going this town was literally built on small business built on entrepreneurs family business and we want to see that grow um in it's been a tough economy but there's so many people that are are after the pandemic switching roles they want to build that dream business they've always wanted to and there's those pieces of that that we're really trying to encourage in a similar way we've been really aggressive looking for grant money for streetscapes right now we through um, senator casey's office we have a, a grant we're hoping to get where we would do a new streetscape on pittston avenue right south side i mean my god pittston avenue has like the such wonderful restaurants and shops and all these things it doesn't look like it should like we have to do better as a city to make it look like the incredible street for commerce and culture it is so we don't have all the money to do that, but we've got a great team that's going out to go get that money. So it, those are those are you know, a, a mix of smaller things that add up to a big thing. We're also doing the big things too. You know, I'm advocating for the train, the, the Amtrak from Scranton to New York. You know, making sure that we're doing everything we can to get that. We talked to a lot of people at the transportation department. Talked to Amtrak. We talked to people in New Jersey trying to make sure that we're advocating for that because there's those big things and those little things. If we could get that train, that would that really would open up a lot of pieces of the economy and and add to what we're already seeing, which is a, a more and more people moving in from Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, um, even the Philadelphia area, people that are either priced out of those places or don't want to live in the those densely populated cities and suburbs anymore. I mean, you really can, can come here and stretch out a little bit. You can, you know, go ski 10 minutes away from here, right? So there's things here that you just can't find um, in a, in our broader region. So we've got a lot to offer, and it's really fun to be able to go around and pitch that. So you had the work from here concept mm-hmm. um, that we 
promoted and pushed a little bit during the pandemic. And and you just, you know, spoke about the the train um, to New York. What, so what's your gut tell you? Are we going to get this train? Is this going to happen? What do you think? I, I think it might. I mean, you can, you know. Can, We're closer you, than ever, right? Absolutely. And, and to the naysayers, anybody listening right now who's poo-pooing it, it's different now. New Jersey's traffic, they, you know, it has to benefit both quote sides, right? It has to benefit New Jersey side and Pennsylvania side. Obviously, the Pennsylvania side's always had a benefit. New Jersey benefits now, though, in a way that it didn't before. The traffic wasn't as bad. They want to get rid of all these cars on their road, too. So they they want to expand this, I think, in a way that never happened before. So I think when people say, wow, we've been advocating this for decades, well, that might be the case, but New Jersey's got skin in the game. That, And I think it wasn't a salient point with them before. I think I have the timeline right. About two years after you moved here, you applied for a vacant seat on the school board. And within three years, you're running for mayor of, of Scranton. And of course, now you are. So how long does Scranton have you for? How long do we have you for? We have a lot of work to do, Ed. A lot of work. So I'm. It's you can't plan life, obviously. Being able to have the two years and, and you know, faced a tough reelection last year. And during the pandemic, and it was it was a stressful time, but we came through it, and we've got you know it's amazing how fast time goes. We have four years, which is all already all of a sudden three and a half. But to have the three and a half years ahead of us, I think there's a lot that we can do. Um, 2025 is a long time away. You don't talk like you're somebody <laughs> who's got one foot out the door. So you, you, you're talking like, you know, you've got a lot you want to accomplish. And There's I a lot think to you do. need the whole four years to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then four more? You're not there yet. I I can't picture myself leaving. But you also, you just never, you just right. never know. Yeah. Everyone from the fictitious Michael Scott. To the very real Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, and Joe Biden talk so much about Scranton values and what a great place this is to live. But people who live here, myself included, grumble endlessly. And I'll be the first to admit, I am one of the grumblers. (laughs) But is that just what people who live in one place for a really long time do? Or do we have an image problem? Does does the city lack some self-esteem as a city? It's a funny question. I don't I don't think so. I spend a lot of my time, a lot of most of my time talking up the city. So I, I think the answer to that is no. For me, as a person who moved here, I've been coming here since 2005, um, but moved here in 2016. I don't I don't see it that way at all. I spent a lot of time in the summer of 2020 talking to reporters who were covering Joe Biden's hometown. And, you know, they even if they came with an image of some you know, town with with the history built on coal that was, you know, part of the Rust Belt. I mean, they certainly did not leave with that image. And I, I don't think that's the image we have at this point. I, I really don't. So everybody who comes here loves it. I'm yes. talking about the people who live here seem to be the only ones complaining about it. Well, I it's funny. And, and listen, when I think about Beaverton, Oregon, I and mean, when I go home, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing place. What a great, my parents did great raising us here. It's, it's so, it's so beautiful and so full of opportunity. But you know, when I was growing up there, I was like, oh, I can't wait to get out. Right. I mean, I think that's like human nature. Right? He sounds like a teenage son I have. I've heard that a couple of times. Yep. Um, hey, you moved you moved here and jumped right in to being part of 
running the place, uh, part of working on uh, making Scranton a better place. So how do we get more people involved and invested in this city? How do we get, you know, the people who've been here forever? I mean, you came here and you immediately started working on things. How do we get the people who've been here forever to start working on things? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I am trying to answer that question and trying to recruit more people to run for office locally here. Also, don't even have to run for office. I want people to write letters to the editor of the paper to come to city council meetings or school board meetings. And whether it's to raise something that's an issue or if you think something's going well, people need to hear that too, right? If you think that there's something that the school district is doing well, like please go and tell them that in person because we need to hear that. They need to hear that. These, I mean, the school board isn't even a job, right? You, you It's not paid. Um, People need to hear that what they're doing matters. I think there maybe isn't enough of that in in local government, especially given you know some of the the forces around folks, uh, like the the Times comments, which I don't read. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know these are already fairly thankless roles, especially I would say especially school board, uh, city council. So if you if you think something's going well, tell the people or just write them a letter. Um, if you think you know the city council did something great, go please go to the meeting and tell them. Right. Um, same with all your state reps. Those 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 jobs are really hard. So I think there's a missing piece there. We don't we read the the letters to the editor and it's a lot of it'll often be negative stuff. There's some people that write some really positive stuff, which which we really appreciate. So we need we need more engagement from people. So I know not everybody wants to run for office, but even people out there, you know, write a letter to the editor about you know what's on your mind. Um, Facebook posts don't count. Right. It, it's just. Facebook and, and social media is just such a it's such a morass and there's so much there. And it's just we need to be getting back to some of these basics of how we communicate to each other. Social media seems fairly broken to me. So, you know, I, I always say but I really appreciate the paper. I really appreciate that we still have a strong local family run paper. These papers, um, even my parents, the Oregonian in Portland, Oregon, it is a very slim paper. It doesn't even come every day anymore. So to your, your thing just now about, you know, people, wherever they're from, they tend to gripe about. I, I don't think people in Scranton realize what they still have in the in the local paper and the local media. I mean, the, the fact that we have three major stations that cover local is is really, really important. So engage, you know, engage with those. I think one of my favorite things is WNEP's talk back. <laughs> Seriously, but people are calling, right? They're engaging. They're they're talking about what's on their mind. We need more of that. And of course, we also need more people to run for office. So if anybody wants to talk to me about running for office, I they can they get know in touch. To find <laughs> in the lead up to this, you and I had a, we exchanged some texts and we, and we were talking a little bit about this. And if you don't mind, I'm going to mention something that you said, because I agree with you. You referred to the folks who aren't writing letters and the folks who aren't getting involved as the silent majority. And I think you're right about that. I think there are, most people don't say anything. And I think the challenge for you and for other elected officials is to do exactly what you said, yeah. just get more people involved and to get more people to speak up. And uh, I don't think comments at the end of articles or social media posts are the way to do that. I don't know that that's involvement. I think that's spouting off. Well, the problem with the two things you just mentioned are that most of those folks are anonymous. And right. that that's a, a huge problem. And I think that's, a, again, this is the national problem where we have this anonymity online where people feel emboldened to be keyboard warriors. 
and you know, we're, we're, it's been happening long enough. We're starting to see it seep out into actual violence. And say what you will about the folks who show up at city council every week. Those folks show up and they are who they are. There's a name and a face yes, on them. And absolutely. And, you know, I give them credit. I mean, they've been going there for years and they are fighting a good fight. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And we want, and we want more people to, more people to engage, um, you know, you don't have to go every single week. You don't have to go to every single city council meeting or school board meeting, but but being there, whether positive, or negative, um, is is really helpful. We you know we're a city of eighty thousand people, and you know less than ten constituents come you know, every week to city council. So, and, and we at the mayor's office we have the three one one. So I've basically made my the mayor's office a resident services um, hub. So we, we get a lot of engagement there, which is great. And what what comes in through city council, we we try to help disperse through the the department so that the things get addressed. So we're we're really trying hard on that resident services piece, but but there's that resident engagement piece that is is very important too. And a trend that I see in I think the newspaper lately, there's so much there's a lot of letters that are national in nature. So I, th- I think I've even seen with the trend of the letters to the editor in our local paper is trending toward just focusing on national, which is 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 not, I think, the, a good direction for our democracy. We need to get more people talking about the local issues. So what's the hardest part about this job? And the follow up is, <laughs> is, is it what you expected to be the hardest part about this job? Oh, it's I. I really should have like a quick answer to that. It kind of well, varies it's a hard job. The so yeah, there's there's. It's a great. It's a great. It's a most amazing job. I mean, it really, it's tough. It is really tough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend that it's not tough. But it is an amazing job. I mean, you 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 can you we can do something. There are things that we can do things about. The things that we can't do things about, we're writing letters and advocating and trying. So I, I love that. I you know what's on my mind right now. So the answer is this: the preemption piece. The you know, not being able to do really anything to address, not, we can do things like advocate, but beyond advocacy, like there's no real tactical thing that, that we can do on, on a lot of the things, um, even like fireworks, right? Like we were preempted from fire, you know, changing our fireworks laws. There's these things. So this, this state preemption piece is tough and we'll, we'll keep fighting it, but that's, I didn't know the depth of the preemption pieces when I came in. And um, that has been the most frustrating part of the job. It's a lot different working on the campaign than being the person who became elected on the other side of the campaign. There's some challenges that you just mentioned that, you know, some things that you didn't expect uh, when you got into office. Uh, A little bit of an eye opener. Yeah. And in local government, really, it's it's really been interesting to be at the local level in a com- in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. There are so many layers between us and the state and, and so many laws on the books at the state level that honestly just don't make sense anymore. Okay. We always talk about and hear about the politics and the governance and all of the official stuff, but you're still a human being at the end of the day. So I, I have to ask you, what are you doing for fun? What do you do to relax? Give me something personal about you that you yeah. might not know about because I don't know that we ever hear that about you. Yeah. Uh, well, I was an English major, so I really love reading. I love books. Um, lately, my last handful of years of my life, I've tend to go away from fiction that I love, uh, literature that I love, and more be reading a lot of political books. I but I've been reading a lot of biographies 
um, about like Alexander Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson. My next one's Andrew Jackson. So I'm trying to go back to the the, <laughs> the earlier days of our our nation and trying to trying to make sure that I'm fresh um, and taking a fresh look at the foundation of our country um, through you know like I'm looking forward to the Andrew Jackson biography. Like how where did we make some turns here and there? How do we learn from our past and and not make the mistakes that we've made in the past or make other mistakes? Um, there's you know the history can always teach us. So my my English literature love has kind of morphed into more of a political history type of love. But that's like is if that's fun, I think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you ever imagine yourself in an elected office in an elected role? It was it was never my my goal. I didn't I didn't go through school like running for city council or you know student council president and thinking that this was going to be my path. But my parents um, did a phenomenal job of keeping us um, engaged on what was happening to, at the local level. So kind of to my point about those letters to the editor and people getting engaged on the local level, you know we we at the the dinner table when we were kids would talk about the spotted owl and how the spotted owl in Oregon was effort to save that endangered species versus the logging industry. You know, that's a huge economic driver. What are, you know, what is each side? What, are, what is the right thing to do? Is there something that's more fair in the middle? How does this impact the future of Oregon? And those are the types of things that we talked about growing up in addition to, to the national pieces, but it's, it's really important to talk about those local issues. And, you know, if I look back and, you know, look back kind of in like a crystal ball and look at the, look at that dinner table, you could see where maybe my brother or I would, would go into public policy, but it, it wasn't what I, it wasn't what I set out to do. If you'd asked me 20 years ago when I graduated from college, I would have told you I'd be an English professor. I don't think, I think I've asked you 10 years ago, you don't say to me, I'm going to be the mayor <laughs> of Scranton. I, I'm not sure. I'm maybe eight years ago. I, I might've got that answer out of you. We need to get some other, some other folks in, in, involved. So how, how can we do that? How can we get some other local leaders uh, to agree to get comfortable and sit down at a mic and just talk about some real stuff and, and open up a little bit? When I came in, I communication was one of the biggest things that I wanted to fix, right? Communication, trust, obviously those are right, right one and the same, really. Um, so communication was big. You can see that's when the pandemic hit that the communication turned from, okay, we're going to have a coffee with the mayor every month to we're going to do a town hall. At the time, it was twice a week because rules and, and information was changing so quickly. Um, but this this is this is all a two-way street, right? We, we have robust local media here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're lucky for that. So I, you know, someone from the city always answers when the media calls. And that is the most, one of the most important things to, that I make sure my staff knows. We we always respond. And in this, whether it's, a, you know, answering a question about a fire that happened or, you know, coming on a podcast when invited to be able to talk about Scranton. And that's that's the deal, right? This is, this is a, a, it's not even a two-way street. This is an intersection where you have the community, the residents, the stakeholders, you have the media that is, we are so lucky to have, um, and again, I think if people realized what a, a dearth of local media there are left in some towns across the, the country, they would understand. And and then the the people that are in elected office, the people are who are put into elected positions, it's our job to communicate. It's our job to be talking to you. You know, if if there's a question you don't like, you know, skirt the question. But it's it's your job to communicate, tell the stories, tell 
people what's going on, um, how ask how they how you can do better. And um, I hope that more folks come on. I'll do my best to, uh, to pressure them. <laughs> but it's, it's, really, it's really, really important that we keep the conversation going. I knew our reporters, uh, maybe badgered is a tough word, but I'll use, <laughs> I'll use badgered. Uh, and I wasn't exactly sure to the extent of it, but we were laughing as we were recording this, how often your phone was going off. And, <laughs> and the number of times it was one of our reporters, yes, yes, I, who, by I the way, you. do not know you're in the building right now. I didn't tell anyone you were coming in because I was afraid that while we were doing this they'd be waiting on the other side of the door for you when you're finished that's so fine. I'll, I'll just maybe i'll just walk down <laughs> that's that, that's on me when that happens mayor cognetti thank you so much for coming in i, I appreciate it and uh we hope to have you back absolutely thank you ed